1: Nation, yes, Jeopardy hot start here, Ben. Uh, on a very important, momentous podcast here. I'm Brandon Lee Gowton, your host here on BGN Radio, I'm joined by with my other co-host here, who I don't normally podcast with, but it's a kind of a, a big thing here, Ben. The Eagles are officially benching Carson Wentz to start Jalen Hurts. This is the Jalen Hurts. QB1 emergency reaction show. We appreciate your ratings reviews that you might leave uh, after listening to you know this very important production that we took the time out of our day to do, to talk about the Eagles. I mean, it's our job. We have to do it anyway. But then, I mean, where do we start? Hmm. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is going to
2: start against the Saints. Their first questions there are, A, do you have faith in this coaching staff? to build a good offense around Jalen Hurts with a week's notice to which my answer would be no. Uh, do you have faith in this offense as a whole to be good against the Saints defense, which has been one of the best through the last five weeks of the season as a whole. Uh, I, w- I would say no to that. And then do you expect the response to Jalen Hurts, first rookie start against a very good defense on a very bad offense being predictably bad to be measured and safe and relaxed to which i would also respond no so like just like it's not like oh, this is very dramatic it, uh, it this isn't even the most dramatic thing's going to happen this week like oh they've declared jalen hurts a starter of course they have he's going to play the saints blg he's not going to look good he's a rookie making his first start against a killer defense he's going to look bad and i'm extremely worried about what that mo that his playing poorly what what that's going to do to the fan base and to the national reaction because you know, if he looks horrible and they start getting clamors for Wentz again, because Peterson didn't even commit to Hurts being the start for the rest of the season, you're every week you're going to be doing this now and it's going to be a nightmare.
1: Uh Way to really put a damper on this thing, Ben. Uh, way to really set expectations, though. I think that's a fair... Uh, expectation to set in in terms of this is a rookie quarterback <laughs> on an offense that has not been mm-hmm. very good this year. I think we need to say, though, that this is the right move, right? I mean, you wrote about this. The answer is yes for you. You wrote about this on bleedingarynation.com. Right. The Eagles need to go to Jalen Hurts at this point because what is there to accomplish by playing Carson Wentz? Like, What are we right. going to learn or see from Carson Wentz that we haven't already seen this year? I mean, you're basically the only point of playing Carson Wentz right now for the rest of this season. Specifically, is like just hoping on blind faith and hope that he just magically gets better. Like that's the that's the best outcome that you could get from that. And that's, I mean, that's not like a realistic path. And the Eagles need to evaluate Jalen Hurts here. This is important. Like they need to see who he is. And as, as far as this week goes against the Saints, I mean, I want to I want to include this, Ben. Like, isn't this as fun? Like, aren't we at a, a better place with the Eagles now? Like, I reached the point in the Packers game on Sunday where I tweeted, "Like, what is the point of like watching this game? Like, I'm, I'm no one's having fun. There's no entertainment value. They're bad in exactly every way I expected them to be bad. Like, what is what is the point? And now you have Jalen Hurts in here, and that creates an exciting dynamic. I don't know, you know, that he's going to light the world on fire and be great, but that possibility exists that he's at least going to be better than Carson Wentz. It's a very low bar to clear, and he was against the Packers. I mean. Jalen Hurts, five point five yards per play, and then the touchdown. You know, on what twenty four plays or so. Carson Wentz, three point five yards per play, couldn't right. move the ball at all. So, so there is excitement here. There is juice, even if you know this is a tough opponent and everything. Um, there's reason to be excited, right?
2: Yeah, it's different. I like we always, dis- you and I have always disagreed on this. We were like, "There's no reason to watch the Eagles," and I'm like, "But I want to see how Duke Riley plays." You know, like I've always been had that that sort of a vibe. Um, Right. I think that, yes, that objectively, like there's just going to be more plays where a thing happens in terms of the offense. Right. Like Hertz is going to take fewer sacks. He's still going to take sacks, but he's going to take fewer sacks and he's going to break the pocket more and he's going to have more scrambles. And those are are certainly plays that I think get your juices going. And, And Peterson has framed this move in terms of a spark, in terms of getting the offense over the hump. And I think that that terminology, those descriptors indicate that he, you know, is largely of the opinion that we are is experiencing the same thing that Eagles fans are in the sense that it's like everything in this offense is onerous, right? The wide receivers are bad. The offensive line is bad. The running game is struggling. The quarterback is bad. The play calling is bad. Everything is bad. Hopefully by just changing one thing, you can get a little bit of a domino effect where Hertz just makes life easier on the offensive line because he's able to escape pressure more, uh, more successfully. He makes things easier on on the wide receivers because if they don't separate right away, he can extend a lot more successfully than Carson Wentz has extended this year. So like that, you're hoping you're by, you know, kind of just changing, it's like changing one light bulb in your Christmas tree lights, right? When the one bulb is out, it puts everything else behind it out. Well, just by changing Hurts, hopefully we kind of get a little bit of a ricochet effect and it'll just make, if anything, the team easier to evaluate, the team easier yes. to understand, right? The team, it, it, the the pieces, right? You'll get a better sense of, you know, all right, is Zach Hurts really, truly and fully washed, right? If Jalen Hurts can't successfully find him six yards behind the line of scrimmage, so on and so forth. And so I, I, I do think that spark argument hold some value. I do think it will be more fun to watch. Certainly like everyone's going to be tuned into the Taysom Hill, Jalen Hurts battle just for the sake of how entertaining and and funny it could potentially be. I, I think, you know, from an evaluation perspective, I think you'd get a lot more out of starting, starting Jalen Hurts for the final four games of the season than you would out of starting him for this game and then checking back in and starting him for the next game and then checking back in. He gets the Saints, then he gets the Cardinals. And the Cardinals defense hasn't been playing great over the last couple of weeks. But the Cardinals, they they put like seven safeties out there. They blitz you from a ton of different directions. They're a very aggressive defense. Again, not a defense you want a rookie quarterback playing. So you could go through these two weeks and Hurts could be atrocious. And then if you pull the ripcord then, you've now just... You know, Wentz is obviously like a, a terrible situation, seems to be unsalvageable, and you get, you had a two-game leash potentially on this quarterback. He plays really badly against two defenses, and now you feel like you're totally lost in the water. You know, uh, Bo Wolf of Birds with Friends and the Athletic, friend of the show, uh, has talked about how it's important to see what you have with Jalen Hurts so that you can figure out if you need to draft a quarterback at six or at five or at four, wherever the Eagles end up in the draft order. And that's true. But man, if that was your priority, he should have been starting a couple of weeks ago. You know, the you, four game sample size is a tough one. Uh, and so it, it's it's hard to think about. Like, I think the spark and the excitement is there, but like substantive takeaways on Jalen Hurts, I'm not sure you're going to be able to get any after four weeks. If he gets that in four weeks at all.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's the question. Like how long of a lease are they going to have with him here? And it, the answer should be a very long one. Like the rest of the season, like, wh- again, what is the gain by playing Carson? I mean, if, Jalen Hurts like literally throws like ten interceptions in a game. Then yeah, okay. Then you can you know pull him because probably like he's just not functioning at all, like not even to the threshold of any kind of competence. But that's that's an extreme situation and probably not going to happen. Or at least I don't I don't expect Jalen Hurts to throw ten interceptions in one game. I, I really think it's going to be interesting to evaluate like like you said that is so critical to me and that's what I've been saying about this whole thing about like Doug giving up play calling the the whole talk about that. Like I wanted to see a quarterback change before a play calling change because. I I feel like we need to see, like we need that to be the control. We need the quarterback to to be the control uh, as, a, or, or the variable rather, uh, Doug to be the control. The coaching staff to be the you know stay static and make the quarterback the variable and see. Okay, what is how how much of a problem is the quarterback in this offense? And mm-hmm. I don't think it's like we get the definitive answer to that necessarily with Hertz in here, but we gain some more information with that. Uh, and and I think just the the idea, Ben. And you're a film guy, you're you're a football junkie over here. Hello. So, but but the idea to me that like Doug is the the problem, and you got to get rid of him, and you just need to bring in someone to fix Carson Wentz. Like that has not that doesn't fly with me. That just does not fly with me. I think the quarterback is yeah. a big problem here.
2: Right. Absolutely. I think you know if Eagles run fifty five offensive plays. I think Wentz is probably your primary issue on like 20. You know what I mean? Like, he, it's, I'm not sure if you can make anything a majority just because the team is so bad, but like he's regularly screwing the team over. He makes good plays bad and he makes bad plays worse. He's been playing poorly this year. And when, when you talk about revitalizing him, when you talk about recovering his career, resuscitating it, that's why you don't you don't get to fix it this year right like this is part of the reason you make the move to Jalen Hurts is because uh, an additional snap for Carson Wentz no longer helps him right There's, he, he can't play through this clearly right he needs an offseason off to work on mechanics a and then b he needs to come back to an offense that has reimagined itself from a play calling perspective decision making the way they want to be organized how they want to move the football and from a personnel perspective with whom they want to do those things because they need better personnel both on the offensive line and in the Receiving core. So if you're going to fix him, it's going to be something that takes time. It's interesting because Peterson has been the primary architect of the offense throughout the past few years, and Carson Wentz has clearly gotten worse over the past few years, right? And I'm not sure if it's as simple as to say in 2017 he had Reichen Filippo. People love to talk about this. Reichen Filippo. He lost him. He lost him both. And since then, Wentz has just gotten worse and worse and worse. I don't think it's that one to one. Like I think the drop-off from 2017 to to 2018 and 2019 was in large part due to the coaching staff change. The drop-off to 2020, the coaching staff change, especially back three years ago is to me insufficient to just to describe, to, to explain Carson Wentz's fault. And so Peterson bears a good portion of the blame for the offense stagnating right with Carson Wentz at the helm. Carson does as well. When you go to install Jalen Hurts, however, There's no reason to believe Peterson's well suited to build an offense around this player. Because if you're going to have Jalen Hurts be your starting quarterback in 2021, you want to bring in a quarterback who has regularly coached for mobile run first quarterbacks. And the Eagles have largely tried to make Carson Wentz, who is arguably, you know, half in that mold. He's clearly not the runner Jalen Hurts is, but he's always been mobile. They have tried to make him a pocket passer over time. They have regularly denied opportunities to move his spot. Only this year have they started involving him in the the zone read game. And so if you're going to have a recovery of Wentz, then you can make a good case that you need to change the head coach because he has so far been an architect in the offenses that have failed Carson Wentz. And if you're going to turn the keys over to Jalen Hurts, you can make a good argument that you need a different head coach because you want somebody who has an experience and has success with a quarterback-run offense, which Doug Peterson doesn't have. So while I agree with you that, that that I don't think Peterson's the primary issue at all, I think that if you're putting blame on people, he's probably third out of three between Roseman, Carson, and, and Doug. But at the mm-hmm. same time, if you're going to take this franchise in a particular direction, there's cases to be made against Peterson kind of no matter which way you go. So it's a difficult conversation.
1: Yeah, I think one of the interesting things to watch down the stretch here will be, and, and kind of my where I'm at with this, is that Really going back to the, what happened with Nick Foles, you know, in the past, where mm-hmm. and isn't it great that we're there again? You know, that <laughs> we're doing the same old song and right. dance again. But the the theory behind that, I think, with Foles coming in, I think uh, maybe some people ran too much with the idea that Foles is the superior player, and I don't think that's what it was always about. You know, with him having success, I think what you could look at and argue there is Foles was running the offense; he wasn't dictating the offense i think that's absolutely factored into carson wentz's struggles from everything has been heard here uh i'll phrase it like that where like carson has a very large influence on this offense he's an alpha Mm -hmm. type a personality where he wants things to be his way and i think that you know being so controlling and uh and, and quite frankly just being uncoachable i think that's a real issue i think that is Absolutely factors into why he's been so bad this year. Not saying it's the only reason. I think it's attrition, uh, uh, you know, right. injuries, the coaching, him being uncoachable. There's a lot of di- the roster obviously not being great. From <laughs> there's a lot of different factors in there. But I absolutely think that's a factor. So I want to see what it looks like. You know, when you have a rookie quarterback in there who doesn't have the cachet and the clout in this organization to be like, I'm not running that play, or you know, I'm dictating the offense how I want to do it. As opposed to just running right. what the coaches are telling him to do, for the most part, I think that's a mm-hmm. that's something I want to see down the stretch here. Um, so, so go ahead. Right, that's interesting. It's just interesting to me because
2: of the amount of people who are like, "All right, and now offload the contract to Indianapolis." And it's like, <laughs> well, firstly, that's not easy. Yeah, that's not easy at all. People are like, "Oh, if you trade him, it's only this much dead million, so on and so forth. Yeah, you still he's still with not with guaranteed money taken away. He's still going to be making a salary such that the team that trades for him would expect him to start. A team is is not going to take on what remains of Wentz's unguaranteed contract, that which they would take if they traded for him. They won't take on that money and be like, because maybe he's good. You know, like like that's the Sam Darnold argument because Sam Darnold hasn't gotten an extension yet. So Darnold would be relatively cheap. That's not the case with, with Carson Wentz. He would not be cheap. So, if you want to try to make that that case that he needs to be traded to Indianapolis or he should be traded to Chicago, where John Filippo is, right? And these are the coaches that have gone stuff out of him. I do believe that just simply changing Wentz's environment would help him because it would be new coaches, new personnel. It's very likely that whatever roster he ends up at, the offense is better than Philadelphia's. And so you send him there, he would look better just because the environment around him would be better, would be better but everybody wants to send him to these places where his old coaches were, where he was successful with these coaches. And if Wentz has this kind of adamantine approach to, to I know how to play the position and, and this is the way that the offense should go and this is what I'm good at and this is what I'm bad at and doesn't well take to coaching, I, don't, I wonder to what extent that will be reflected in a team like Indianapolis's interest in him, right? When, when we talk about what, what they, that trade package could look like. Mm-hmm. I'm personally of the opinion That while the Eagles should make it clear to the league that they are willing to trade Carson Wentz and then should listen to all offers that come for Carson Wentz, it will not get done. It is very unlikely. Uh, It's very difficult to trade that contract unless you're looking at like a a total restructured deal on the trade. Like what Nick Foles did when he went from Jacksonville to Chicago, which Foles only did because like he wanted out of Jacksonville. Jacksonville wanted him out of Jacksonville. Like everybody was on the same page. Like trade this dude, which I don't think you're going to get from Wentz.
1: I don't know. if it, it hurt, it it, it hurts is like playing well and like, you know, he's the guy and they, all of a sudden the coaching staff is retained and they want to like, that's, that's on the table. I wouldn't say that's off the table. Like Carson's right. frustrated. Carson, Ben, Carson, after the game on Sunday was asked, like, do you think you can benefit, you know, from like getting some time off? And I thought he might say something, you know, like, you know, obviously I don't want that to happen, but yeah, like, you know, like I could find value in that. He was like, no, like, he's like, there's no value in that. Like I should be starting. Like I, I that's who I am. I'm a competitor. I don't see any value in me Well, doing Wentz this. answers every single question with I'm a competitor, which is exhausting. Sure, but this was like, I think this is a little, you know, like I don't want to be okay. on the bench. And you know, I'm just telling you too, like how controlling and everything he is. And I think that's something to consider here. But but like coming back to the short term a little bit, so I want to get to the long term after we get, hit a break here. But like, so I guess my question's here, like can Hertz play well enough down the stretch to save Doug's job? Because I still feel like the route, the, the, writing on the wall is there for doug mm-hmm. um I, I feel like he's kind of just done already i feel like this organization is going to scapegoat him quite frankly not to say he's you know been blameless he does deserve blame but to act like he's the only issue and no other changes that would be pretty disappointing to me so yeah so like do you think Hertz play can play well enough to save doug's job and i guess too the other thing this is a two-parter for you the howie thing I feel like we need to get out in front of this because I feel like there's going to be so many takes that if hurts plays well, well actually, we were talking about
2: him yesterday. Yeah,
1: yeah, like well, actually, if Jalen hurts plays well, yeah, Howie knew what he was doing all along, and actually, Howie is good now, even though like there's so many other things you can point to that are bad. Um, so your Mm -hmm. your thoughts on both of those things?
2: So can hurts play well enough to save Doug's job? I I again, like I think. No, I think if Doug's job is gone, it's gone. I think if if he's still got another year, he's still got another year. Kind of independent of Hertz. Uh, it's I think it's clear that like the locker room is still pro Doug. You know, Jim Schwartz said today that all the coaches are one hundred percent behind Doug, which was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life because I don't think Jim Schwartz has been one hundred percent behind Doug since the day he was hired. But uh, I do think that you've got a good enough. Rapport with the locker room and with the with the coaching staff and, and reputation in the building such that if he's there he's there even if Jalen Hurts is bad I don't think it's very hard to say hey this you know struggles that we've had all year which ruined Carson Wentz were not conducive to a rookie on four starts and that should be like a reasonable ex- uh, explanation and then if he's gone for the reasons that we've discussed then then I do think he's gone and like I talked about if you want to make a team out of Jalen Hurts you should potentially look at other offensive designers because you want to incorporate the QB run uh. In terms of Roseman, absolutely, yes. It, Hertz can play well enough to like save Roseman's job for sure. Yeah. Like, because because that's I mean, like, we believe that the pick was largely a Roseman pick and was not a Doug pick. And so if Doug's quarterback, Carson, who Doug's clearly been in Carson's camp trying to fix him so on and so forth, has been bad, and then Hertz comes out and plays better, which just by virtue of being a good athlete, Hertz is gonna make some better plays. Then yeah, that 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 will be conceived as a feather in Roseman's cap. Will it be enough to tip the scales? I don't know. You know what I mean? I you, you feel confident that Doug is on the chopping block and that Roseman isn't. I know that's your uh, perspective. I'm nowhere. I don't really know officially where I am on who's getting fired where. So like I don't I don't have like strong, strong like uh predictions there. I know I know what I would do. Clean house. But <laughs> yeah. um, you know, yeah, I I uh I think that I, I don't really know my my prediction, so it's tough for me to say. But I think, yeah, the the long and the short of it is that if Hurts plays well, that will look better for Roseman than it will for Doug, and that's and that prediction is predicated on what we believe was the the you know the the workings behind the pick, which was you know Roseman's big theory on QB value, Roseman's opinion about you know being safe in the event of a Wentz injury, so on and so forth, which we don't believe Doug shared.
1: So you said it was, you know, whence is Doug's quarterback? I mean, he's very much Howie Roseman's quarterback as well, considering the trade up and the right and the uh, the massive contract extension. Um, also, want to say here that, like, with Hertz and Roseman having success there, everything that has been said about the Jalen Hertz pick, like on and behind the scenes, on the record and then behind the scenes, nothing has indicated that like we were concerned about Carson. That's why we made this pick that nothing indicated that. So this is not like some galaxy brain thing where like the Eagles knew Carson Wentz was going to be this bad all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, so no, Jalen hurts has success. It's going to be at the expense, you know, of this massive contract. And that's, that's a problem because having a good rookie quarterback on a cheap contract is one of the, is is like the the biggest advantage, or at least one of them you can have in the NFL. And, (laughs) If that if mm-hmm. turns out to be good, that's not going to happen here because Carson Wentz's right. contract is on the books for the considerable. And that's football.
2: what makes the, if Hertz is bad, draft a quarterback in the top five conversation so interesting as well is because you still have to deal with the Carson Wentz contract and you also used a second round pick last year on a quarterback, so on and so forth. And obviously that's that's a long-term discussion we are still very, very far away from mm-hmm. but should be acknowledged as a potential reality.
1: Well, Ben, let's take a break here. Uh, obviously, this podcast brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, which you can get loyal listeners by going to RighteousFelon.com using discount code BGN15 for 15% off. So go do that. Uh, and hey. we'll be having more reaction, obviously, this week on BGN Radio and the Kiss and Soul Life Show. But Ben, for now, let's throw it to break and we'll be back after this.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: Back here on this BGN Radio emergency edition, emergency podcast, Jalen Hurts, starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles now, at least in week 14, the very least, and Carson Wentz benched. Ben, we've kind of talked about, we've touched on some long-term things here but i kind of want to focus even more on the long term and the question i have written down here for you is can jalen hurts win the starting job like for the long term
2: okay define okay define win the starting job
1: like do we end the season jalen hurts plays well and we're like yeah he's the starter in 2021 okay so it you're saying like
2: by right like by january 1st 2021 you me Eagles guys, NFL writers, Eagles we're all guys, like, it's yes. very clear. And we're all, no, we're like, I'm saying, like, Eagles media, national media, it's, we're all like, it's very clear Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter, even if the,
1: they're not saying it. Or he should be. He's going to like come out and declare that at the end of the season. Like, that's not going right. to happen, but it, it's, it's, it's like clear, or, you know, maybe it's not like perfectly clear. There's some debate, but it's like mm-hmm. skewing in his favor. Right. I'd be stunned. And like, listen. I liked Jalen Hurts as a
2: prospect coming out for what he was, which was a firstly, like a really quality dude. Like, you know, this will obviously get fully discussed across the course of the week, but Jalen Hurts had the starting job in Alabama, lost it in the middle of the national championship game to a freshman in Tua Viloa. Tua comes and wins that game for them. Jalen Hurts stays at Alabama, sits on the bench, comes back next year after Tua gets injured in the SEC championship game, wins that game for Alabama. That was like an unbelievable bench supporter, right? Like, you know, a lot of memes and jokes were made about Wentz uh, clapping on the sidelines after the Hertz touchdown and going to congratulate his guys. And you know the, there was questionable authenticity there when Tua won that game after he took the job the job from Hurts, that national championship. Hurts, like very clearly freaked out. Like Hertz was like sprinting on the sidelines. Like there was a, it was very a, a genuine reaction. So he's a really good dude. He's a really quality guy. So he's very likable for that reason. Very likable for his running ability. Uh, I, I thought that in terms of of. Ability to run while also being like a functional passer. He was the second best quarterback to Lamar Jackson that had come out in the last several years. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's got a running back build. He's got tackle breaking ability. He's very impressive uh, as a runner. And then as a thrower, he very much improved in his final season at Oklahoma. He was not a NFL caliber passer in Alabama, transferred to Oklahoma, got with Lincoln Riley, who's been really great with quarterbacks in his time there and markedly improved in his accuracy and in his decision-making. With that said, the issues that Carson Wentz has with pocket presence hurts also has hurts is a much better escaper of the pocket right now because of the athletic ability because of the willingness to tuck and run but managing a pocket negating pressure think about the interception how Jalen Hurts kind of was just feet stuck in stone Mm try to make a throw while getting hit in the arm looked very Wentzian right that he's had those pocket presence issues the same way Wentz has so he doesn't like to buy himself an extra second or adjust his angles uh he has Pretty poor underneath vision. Uh, He's going to throw a lot of picks where you're like, dude, what are you looking at? A lot of incompletions, pass breakups where you're like, he was right there. Like you got to be able to see this player. Uh, He doesn't like to get off his first read. Uh, He, he at times, will be a first read and then tuck and run quarterback. Uh, And when you're so good at running the football, it's understandable. um, But there will be times where that leaves progressions open and that leaves the Eagles concepts open. Uh, This sort of option-heavy, half-field read, five guys in the concept offense that the Eagles currently run, is not very good uh, for Hertz's style as a thrower. He would benefit more from uh, a heavier RPO style, a heavier three-man-on-the-route concept. You're know, know, you know, you're not use guys in jet motion, use extra guys in protection, and not put so many guys into the concepts. You'd open up more space that way, and you're also just going to limit the, the work that he has to go through. That's not how the offense is built right now. They don't have the weapons for that. Uh, so I don't think that he's going to play very well. Uh, and when you look at quarterbacks drafted outside of the first round, It is an unreasonable expectation that they would play very well when they start. With the added context of the Eagles' struggles on offense, it's very unlikely. And so I think the Eagles walk into next offseason with a five-year starter at quarterback who's suddenly pretty bad and a second-round pick with four games under his belt who looks like a rookie with four games under his belt, which is not very good.
1: That's entirely possible, and I think there's a a concern like – I'll call it the Greg Ward effect here, where last year, you know, the Eagles receivers were just so bad until Greg Ward came in and then he gave you a level of competency. And I think people mistook that to think, like, oh, this guy is great. I'm like, no, like Greg Ward isn't great. Like, he's fine. Um, I, I think that's even generous. I think he's kind of more replacement level as like a slot guy. Um, he's nothing special for sure. And I, again, I'm not trying to be anti Greg Ward here. I'm just saying, like, you know, when expectations are lowered, Like they have been and should be really for Eagles quarterback. Like your expectations should be very low. Given what you've seen from Carson Wentz, if Jalen hurts even looks like decent, that's going to feel amazing because like, you're going to have a quarterback who can actually like do something as opposed to one who can't do anything. Right. So uh, I think it's careful to guard against that and keep that in perspective. It'll be interesting though. Like uh, what do the Eagles do with Carson Wentz though? If, if, Jalen Hurts does look good. So you're so let's I guess outline the different scenarios. Like they can right they can keep they can go into next year with Carson Wentz on the roster, which I think is likely just because of the contract like inevitable. Yeah I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't there's there's more than a 0% chance he could get traded. There is. But it's uh, sure. not likely. Um yeah, so yeah. you have him on the roster, you have Jalen Hurts, maybe it's a quarterback competition between the two in camp which is just like I can't. I, it's like I'm holding my head. I just what, how how, do, how are we here? What am I saying? But that could be it. Right. Or or what if hurts again? Looks good down the stretch, and it's just like he's the guy. Mm-hmm. Um. So so what happens here long term with Carson Wentz here, Ben? I guess the question right. uh, is. So they did this on Birds with Friends. What is the chance that Carson Wentz never plays a game for the Eagles again? Two. Percent chance. Two. Not even a yeah. percent. Just two.
2: But right. I I thought you had asked like what's two? the percent chance? And once I said it, I realized you just said chance. I was like, oh, I gotta complete this. Two sentence. out of five. <laughs> yeah, 40%. Two out of four. Um nah very, very, very low. Uh yeah. the sunk cost fallacy is real. Especially if, if Peterson and Roseman remain. Uh there will be a there's an investment, time, sweat, energy, effort made into Carson Wentz, and they're going to believe that they can recuperate him. Furthermore, even if Roseman and Peterson don't remain, when Lurie goes to hire a new general manager and or a new head coach, the first question he'll ask them is, what do you want to try to do with Carson Wentz? And the the candidates that will seem most attractive to him will not be those candidates who say, we're going to have to find a trade partner, I'm not sure da, 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 and do this, and we're going to have to multi-year so on and so forth. The candidates that will be most attractive to him will be the candidates who say, I would fix Carson Wentz in a year right? Because that obviously is best case scenario for the Eagles is that 2020 is the weirdest aberration of all aberrations an impossible anomaly inexplicable by the constructs of man. And Wentz is just good from 2021 on, which isn't going to happen, but that would be nice. So I I think that Wentz is almost certainly roster next year. And I think that he almost certainly starts a game. What if Hertz is good, then you walk into next year with a QB competition, right? And you're splitting reps with ones uh, in camp. You're bringing in new offensive guys for sure you obviously are going to invest heavily in the offense and the draft and in free agency to whatever degree you can with your money and then you're going to say whoever plays best in camp gets the starting job and with Wentz having played as he did with his confidence where it is versus Hurts playing well and his confidence being where he is because Hurts is such like a level-headed dude I would expect Hurts to outplay him and Hurts to win the starting job and I suppose in that way you would get no more Carson Wentz starts unless a Jalen Hurts injury. But again, right. I don't expect Hurts to play that well, such that that's that's a, an option. So if they both play poor, if Wentz, or if if Hurts plays poorly, you could still walk into camp next year with the QB competition. But it's very it's a difficult conversation. It's it's hard yeah. to prognosticate, that's especially with <laughs> yeah, especially with with uh, not knowing who the general manager is going to be next year. But let's say it's Roseman. Mm-hmm. Roseman's big on QB value not big on trading up knows that he's currently potentially got no quarterback and he's going to have a top six pick that is a environment in which the eagles would consider drafting one of the top quarterbacks in the draft they legitimately would and it might sound absurd but it was absurd to suggest the eagles were going to take a quarterback with their second round pick last year and they did and they did because roseman is positive that he has to thumb on the pulse of qb value and that he he is going to consistently, constantly invest in quarterback to make sure that he always has it right, such that his team will always be at least in some quasi-competitive mode, just blatantly ignoring the lesson taught to him by the Houston Texans this year. Fine. You're not if Wentz gets a little bit more functional, if Hertz is kind of decent, you're not going to be picking top five, top six. Again, this is your opportunity. And this is a very good quarterback draft class. He's going to want to take that swing. And now you're at a point where you're drafting that rookie presumably saying on day 1 that he's going to start but then you're also going to put him out at camp with your veteran quarterback who's been a 60, you know, game starter or whatever and then Jalen Hurts who was your second round pick last year it's going to get bananas cream pie in the building uh, but that's that's that option exists and that's going especially if Hurts looks bad it's going to be a conversation and they're going to have to Look at Zach Wilson at BYU. Look at Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Oh my and God. Look at Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Watch those very, very good players and say to themselves, we are going to pass on these guys because maybe Carson Wentz is halfway decent next year. That's a tough thing to say.
1: Or Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, or Jalen Hurts. Right. Like, that's, first of all, just like the machinations of a, like, so like, it's not unheard of, you know, to see a quarterback competition in the NFL, like two guys, like, we've seen it, like Vic Foles. Uh Wentz Fold. You know, like that happens. Like you see that all the time. Three guys? Like three different guys. Like right. people split between three different camps. No, we should start Carson Wentz. No, we should start Jalen Hurts. No, we should start the guy we drafted at number three overall this year. Like that first of all, that'd be insane. Uh it's not unthinkable because like I just said, like the Eagles can pick as high as three is as high as 3 this year. I don't know if they'll get there. You know, they need the Bengals and Chargers and Cowboys who play tonight as we're recording this on Tuesday, December 8th, uh to win some games here at least one and the Eagles lose out and who knows if they'll be as bad or whatever with Jalen Hurts in here. It's the next factor. Um yeah, th- but that's crazy and I-, and I think you're right on about that stuff with the draft because if you're picking at 3, so you're getting uh and it's wh- what a- it's a heck of a decision to make because either you're getting like the number 1 non-quarterback in the draft at number three, you know, because we're presuming uh, Jets, Jaguars both take a quarterback at one and two, and, or, you know, the third best quarterback, but that player could be really good and you're not in this position often. Like, you're not going to be this high. Like, so, you know, you are you just so easily going to, like, pass over that opportunity to add right. someone in the event that, you know, you know, Carson looks as bad as he does. And then again, too, Hertz just looks like nothing. Like, just and, not...
2: right. And here's what's what's like crazy. Here's what's like nuts to think about.
1: You're Roseman. You're
2: thinking about drafting another quarterback. <laughs> sure, why not? You had so much of the Hertz pick was baked into this idea that your facility can develop quarterbacks. You, We are quarterback developers. And since the moment you've said that, you've absolutely tanked a quarterback who once looked pretty good. If you're thinking about this, we're operating out of the assumption right now that Hurts looked bad for four games. He looked like a rookie, and looking like a rookie means he looks bad. Do you still have faith in Peterson and that coaching staff to develop quarterbacks? Why should you, right? Like, even back when they made the Hurts selection, they were like, we develop quarterbacks. It's like, no, you don't. You don't. You you've not developed Wentz. Last like Wentz looked best. The best Wentz looked was over two years ago. You've not developed Sudfeld. He's played exactly one game. You like claim him as like all oh, the league thinks we're so good at developing him because look at Sudfeld. Like he just his sixth round pick who just has a big arm. Like he doesn't look like anything. You didn't develop Foles. Foles mm-hmm. went to Jacksonville and is horrible. And went to Chicago is horrible. So he wasn't developed. He was just good here in twenty seventeen very magically. Yeah. You and, and if hurts is bad. You haven't developed Hurts. So you haven't developed – that didn't make any sense in 2019, and it definitely doesn't make sense now. So you're drafting a quarterback, top five. You want to give him the Peterson and press? I'm not sure you do. And, oh. and so all of a sudden now it's – it's we have to get in a new coaching staff because we're not the quarterback developers we thought we are, which is why 53 on Hurts was such a stinking waste.
1: Well, also it begs the question of how do they know they're even picking the right guy? Like, Are they even picking the right guys to develop? Like. That, there's an evaluation question there too, right? What do you mean? They're saying the coaching staff hasn't developed these players, but what if they're not even developable? Like, what if they're not the right, right players? Well, Hurst is the
2: only one they've like drafted, right? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, like Sudfeld was 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 college scouting department as well, and that was a few years ago, and they pulled him from Washington or whatever. Um, but no, I mean, I agree with you, right? You you, you can go and you can make the case, you know that, that you know if you're Doug, then and you say we need a new quarterback, I want a new quarterback. You and you know you go to Lurie and you say I don't trust that guy. To spend this top five pick well, like if it, what if it is two quarterbacks, Wilson and Trey Lance, who are, are sitting there. Coaching staff apparently liked Jalen Rager more, and the scouting staff liked Justin Jefferson more, and that everything mm-hmm. like that dynamics out of whack anyway, right? So, so how do you trust them to make the right pick at quarterbacks? It's not like a, a quarterback in the top ten is guaranteed to be good anyway.
1: There are so many layers to all of this. Like it's so crazy. Like you know and. In a very you know uh, short term sense, it's just like okay, they changed the quarterback for Sunday's game. But like the, the what this means is so massive, and like I don't even, I feel like we can't even like fully wrap our heads around it yet because there's just so many layers to this. There's so many variables when it comes to like this isn't you know a situation too where it is like a couple years ago or, or whatever. And like you know, Doug has that security because his job security you know is a factor in here. Howie Roseman's. Um, the, the, the fact that they can't move on from Carson Wentz, like it's just, there's, it's just so like, I feel like unprecedented. Like, there's no precedent for this situation. It's just like a nutso, crazy situation. I guess. Any final thoughts, Ben? Because I don't even know where to go from here. Oh man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. It's just like.
2: Ah, <laughs> right, but this, this, but like, and and you know, you know, you've reaped what you've sown right? Yep. This is where, where we eventually ended up. It would be a much easier conversation if anything were good, but nothing is good. That's the thing. It's like, obviously, we we like to boil down. We like to disseminate teams into saying, like, if you have a quarterback, you can compete. And if you don't have a quarterback, you can't. And that's largely true. There's always fringe cases. In the case of Philadelphia, you say they don't have a quarterback, so they can't compete. Yes. But also, if they had a functional quarterback on this team right now, they would not be competing, you know, and and that's 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 I know uh, an apologist Wentz case, but there's so many issues at wide receiver. There's been so many injuries and issues at offensive line. Uh, there's been such a misallocation of resources on the defense, which we just like don't talk about the defense at all this year because they're like you know top uh, like 15 DVOA and the mm-hmm. offense is so bad, but also like the defense is horrible. <laughs> like it's they're constantly blowing assignments. They have very little talent in the back seven, so on and so forth. Uh, everything. You know, it requires heavy scrutiny and has been to some degree mismanaged. And so you talk about this entire quarterback conversation. You, you go through all of these potentials, right? And then you just sit down and you think to yourself, well, no matter what, Eagles are probably still going to be pretty bad come 2021. <laughs> don't really matter who the head coach is don't really matter who the general manager is with the books looking like they do the roster looking like they do and the quarterback room looking like it does it's very unlikely the eagles are good in, in 2021 and this is why you know people like like for the athletic like Robert Mays and, and Nate Tyson on the football show had the conversation you know who would you rather be in charge of right now the bears or the eagles and they're like the bears because the eagles are that badly off uh, and so that's that's the situation you're in as we talk about the quarterback room for 40 minutes and jalen hurts is the starter and what could all of this look like and at the end of the day pretty much independent of what it looks like barring a miracle team's gonna be bad next year and they're gonna have to live
1: through that because it's it's the uh it's the result of their decisions this has been such an uplifting I mean, yeah <laughs> ben is like nothing everything is finished. delicious baby yeah yeah nothing is delicious everything is futile uh, delete this podcast from your phone immediately. That's that's Ben's message. Don't actually do that. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, all the good stuff. Um, this has been BGN Radio Emergency Edition. Uh, Jalen Hurts reaction. Again, I said earlier. I'll say it again. We're gonna have more coverage of everything. That's previewing the Saints game, all that stuff. Ben. Again, my final takeaway from all of this is, at the very least. We at least have some interesting stuff to talk about, which is all that matters in the content creation world, baby. That's that's it's a total win for us, uh, which everyone cares about. Um, but on the serious note, I do think it's interesting though. Like, there's more intrigue now. Um, will that last? If Jalen Hurts really sucks, no. So so we'll see if it lasts or not. But uh, but yeah, this is BGN Radio. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. That's Benjamin Solak. You can follow him on Twitter at Benjamin Solak. I'm Michael Kiss. No, I'm not. I'm actually Brandon Lee Gautin. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Gowton. Uh, subscribe again. I said that like three times now. Do it again. Do it a fourth time. Uh, go check out the SB Nation NFL show. If that's important, go check out uh, Regis Craft Turkey. Regisand.com, discount code btn 15 That's going to be it for this edition. I'll be talking to Jimmy Kemsky for the BTN radio breakdown of this next. So make sure to check that out. P-G-N